Hi. Hello. Welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour. Post-nuclear podcast. How are you? You look great. You look fantastic. You look well. My name is Vince. I'm going to be your host for the next allotted minutes. Uh, I hope you guys are well. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, You might be able to hear it in my voice. I'm still kind of getting over COVID. Um, It's been a fun week. (laughs) A fun two weeks. Not what I expected at all. Uh, But I have it and it's kind of gone. I'm asymptomatic at this point. I didn't take another test because I had to go back to work. Nothing I can do about it. Um, but I, I feel like I'm still having some trouble breathing. I feel like you can hear it in my voice. I, I sound belabored, belabored, blathered. My voice sounds hoarse. Uh, it's kind of the reason why today's episode isn't going to be as long as I'd like it to be. Um, the past week's been rough. I have I did nothing. I played Fortnite. That was it. Like I, I literally did that and I cleaned. Once I started feeling a little better, I got my place all tidied up. But I feel like you can still hear it in me. I'm still very tired. I don't know how long I can talk for. um, But I'm going to do my damnedest. I'm going to try. And uh, I'm going to try to do the best that I can. Uh, My memory isn't completely shot anymore, but I'm here. This end of the year has been hard. And the end of the year is always hard. It just, I got sick and trying to do things. And I feel like after living here for almost two years, I finally started to make friends no one talks about how hard it is to make friends as an adult, but boy, oh boy, is it difficult. And, you know, now I get a text, hey, you want to go do something? Oh, hey, it's almost one in the morning, and I'm up for some reason. Someone texts me, you want to hit Waffle House? And it's just like, I can't say no. So it's just, you know, trying to balance everything. I have some plans for Christmas, which is right. It's like this This episode comes out, and then a week later is Christmas. Um, bonkers. Or maybe two weeks Bonkers, nuts, goofy, even. And, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. I'm just trying to push on through. Like I said, I don't have much to really talk about. I feel like nothing has been happening. The Game Awards happened recently, and I watched them. We did a little thing in the Discord, uh, a little watch-along in case anybody wanted to join us. And in the watch-along, um, I was excited to see something about Starfield, but we didn't see anything. I don't think we saw quite literally anything from Xbox. And I don't really care about Xbox. I don't really care about PlayStation at this point because just I don't have a PlayStation 5 and I'm not going to buy games that are on both PS4 and PS5. I'm just going to wait till I get a PS5 and play them there. But we didn't see anything from Starfield. And I don't know if that's them just holding their cards close to their chest. Bethesda, that is. Or if they just literally have nothing to show, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the game gets pushed back again to the end of 2023 and not the first or second quarter. I don't, I want to love this game. Like, I'm trying to not go into this game going, oh my god, it's a Bethesda game. I'm going to love it. It's going to be open world and it's going to be all this and exploration and no talking protagonist and all this other shit. And like, part of me is just like, show me something, bro. Like, I know it exists. You've showed me footage already, and I know, like, like I just said, they like to hold their cards close to their chest, but you've showed me footage. You've shown me this. I know it's out there. I know it exists. Why won't you just tell me? Give me a date that it's coming out. And, like, it's getting harder and harder to have hype for the game. And I'm not one who watches trailers or even tries to participate in any sort of hype, but, like, it was one of the more anticipated games. At the Game Awards, it was a 
category for most anticipated game. And of course, Breath of the Wild 2 won, which is a conversation for another day. But like, what are you doing? Like, show me something. Like, I, I, I really hope that a third of the Bethesda games that come out aren't the ones that I'm excited for. I don't get excited over Elder Scrolls. Uh, Skyrim is a fine game. I put my 80 hours into it, and I don't feel like I ever have to go back to it, which is fine. I'm not complaining. It's not for me. I'm not really a fantasy guy. But it's a little upsetting, because like it's one of my favorite studios, if not my favorite studio, and I'm not really partaking in that, or 76, and here's this new IP that has some promise, and it seems intriguing, and Space Pirates... But you've literally told me everything I just told you. There's planets. That's it. Like, they, they're they not even, like, spoon-feeding anything. Like, you know, nothing. I think there was, like, a meme going around that on the day that Starfield should have come out, Bethesda tweeted about Skyrim again. And it was just like, you can't even just say, like, hey, I know you guys want to be playing. But April. Like, just a month. Just April, you should get something in hand. But, you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? I just want to know. I want to know how you guys are feeling about Starfield. If there's any hype for it, if you're excited for it whatsoever. If you think it's going to be fun at all, um, just let me know. Comments below. Like I said, I'm still feeling pretty under the weather. So this episode isn't going to be the usual length. But I still wanted to bring you something. Uh, before I get into this week's lore, I want to talk a little bit about the Patreon. Because of you guys, the show continues to grow. It continues to get bigger and better. And remember, the Patreon there is at, at the $10 tier is the Film Live for a Studio audience where you can listen to these episodes be filmed live. And if you're in that $10 tier... You can watch these episodes, like I said, be recorded live. There is a chat that corresponds with it, and with it, you can essentially become part of the show. If I'm talking about something and it sounds like I'm talking out of my ass, you could jump in. Sometimes I have Kyle just sit in and listen and maybe Google stuff. He could read the chat and feed me lines as I'm doing it. You become part of the show, essentially, and you get to watch them before – they get to watch them get recorded before they come out. And then once they're out, you can kind of see all the edits I did. If you want to listen to it again, you don't have to. But it's an option. I think it's really fun. I think it's a way to, you know, like have something with everyone else that we can do. I think it's I think it's just fun, to be completely honest. Like, I just really want to try it out. Um, but I have to thank some people who support on the Patreon. I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank T. P. Thank you, TP. And last but certainly not least is newcomer Mellow Millhouse. Welcome to the family, my good man. Thank you for all the love and support. I love you. Because of you, I can continue to do what I'm doing. And just thank you. I have no other way to say it than just thank you. Like PBS. The sponsorship and the viewer comes from viewers like you. Thank you. I butchered the hell out of that. But now we gotta get into the lore. Now like I said, I'm getting over COVID. It's the end of the year. I'm very overwhelmed with everything I have to do. And I didn't want to skimp out. I didn't want to say, well, you know, here's something quick and something I looked up. And I feel like I've been kind of neglecting the lore question section of the Discord for a minute now and just my own personal shit going on and it being the end of the year and me getting sick and what have you. So I went in there. I was like, hey, guys, one of the last questions of the year, if anybody has anything. And Mr. Tom Flood, once again, probably holding the crown for the most recommended lore segments 
it came through and said, what about Wild Wasteland? And I was like, that's really neat. How am I going to do something like, like that? And I started doing it by writing down my notes. And then I said, you know what? I kind of just want to read it off the wiki because I feel like I'm not going to do it justice if I write down these notes. I kind of want to get it directly off the wiki. So I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will. And if you want to hear any sort of lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, Join the Discord, because I usually ask a question once a week, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment for something you want to hear. I'll add it to a sticky note on the on the desktop, and when it comes time that I either don't get something or want to do something a little out of the box, I'll go over to the YouTube comments and choose that. This week's lore is coming to us by way of Mr. Tom Flood, and what Tom Flood has chosen is the Wild Wasteland perk from Fallout New Vegas. Now, my first thought was, how does a perk really have lore? But it adds lore to the world. So I'm going to kind of go over what the perk is and what it adds to the world. What it is is the Wild Wasteland kind of adds a little paprika, a little cumin, a little pizzazz into your game, a little kick, a little extra flavor, stuff that's not normally there, stuff that's wacky, stuff that for me is kind of mandatory in the traits that you have to take. It hits you with a little ellipses, a little dot, 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 some music. And uh, the vault boy with spirally eyes, there's a, a, a dog with some shades, and a skull with a fedora and an alien, and it just kind of, I actually use it as, sometimes I use it as a sensor, so whenever I curse, I'll put that over my mouth, so if I say something like, or, or, I'll use it to censor myself. Now there's 15 major events that can happen because of the Wild Wasteland perk in the base game. They're not named, but in the official Prima guide, they're referred to uh, by name as the Wild Wasteland Oddities. Uh, so I'm going to read them as they are named. Uh, the first one being that fridge was a death trap. Now slightly southeast of Good Springs, Right along the road out of the town, you find yourself a refrigerator with a skeleton and a suave gambler's hat in there. And it triggers the event. And it's a reference to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I'm pretty sure is the one with Shia LaBeouf that, like, nobody likes. Uh, not that it matters, just, you know. And it's a reference to, in that movie, a nuke goes off and Indiana Jones jumps into a refrigerator that is lead-lined and it saves him from a nuke. There's also the hovering alien ship. Uh, as you get close to the northern area of the Horowitz farmstead, there is a mercenary camp or it's a UFO. It's got a couple of aliens there and they are pretty much in appearance the same thing. And the ship is the same thing as the uh, ship from Fallout 3 and the aliens from Fallout 3. The alien captain has a unique alien blaster, along with a hundred rounds of alien power cells. The two other aliens carry tri-beam laser rifles with energy cells, and some dry, dried up as well, drained as well. And without the Wild Wasteland perk, it's a mercenary camp where you can find the YCS-186 Gauss rifle. There's also the, what is it, boy? An encounter that only appears with Rex as a companion. At some point, Rex will speak to the courier with an Aru. Uh, and then determines that little Jimmy has fallen into the well. This is, this is a reference to Lassie, um, the show from, from 1954, where it was, what's that? And then someone's, someone's in the well. It's a reference to that. You can get some quick loot out of it. Uh, like a, a BB gun, some, some, some BBs, a, a rawhide cowboy hat and a super stem. This is one of the, that I feel like is like so ingrained in a pop culture of what's that? Little Jimmy's in the well. 
But I don't know anybody who's like watched an episode of Lassie that's my age. Like I know of Lassie. I remember seeing it come on TV, like on Nick at Night and like TV Land and shit, because I was an old man at the age of nine. But I don't think I've ever watched it. Odds Muggers might be one of my favorite. As you're leaving Cerulean Robotic Robotics. Uh, a group of three elderly women known as Maud's Muggers shows up. Irate Ida, Ren... Ren Curious. Ren Curious, I know I'm saying that wrong. Ruth and Maleficent Maud. All wearing pre-war outfits and showing up with rolling pins or switchblades. Uh, you can actually hear some of the drunks in Freeside talk about this gang, and they just show up. This is actually a reference to a Monty Python sketch called Hell's Grannies. So during the, this is the, this is called You're Getting Too Close, Seamus. During the quest of I Put a Spell on You, if you tell Captain Curtis that, that there's a known mole in the radio tower, right before the ambush occurs, he'll say, You're getting too close, Seamus. This is a phrase taken from Carmen Sandiego, the game series. Uh, specifically the 1989 version where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego, where it would be said by an in-game NPC that indicates the player was close to apprehending a criminal. There's also Rats of Unusual Size by, that was a reference to uh, the Princess Diaries. This is one that I know that you get in the Brockflower Cave and it's where you get the Rat Slayer. Uh, there's rats that are a little bigger than usual and these rodents are of, a, uh, are of unusual size is mentioned by Lady Jane in The Princess Diaries. I've never seen The Princess Diaries. Sorry, The Princess Bride. Sorry, Princess Diaries was a completely different movie. That's the Disney Channel movie with Anne Hathaway. I grew up with a little sister. There's also, I think this is one that everybody knows, Owen and Beru, which are right outside of Nipton. There's skeletons outside of a burned house. And uh, when you go up to them, it says Owen and Beru. It's a reference to Star Wars, uh, A New Hope. Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle is... Owen and Baru. In the basement of, uh, in Camp Searchlight, in the eastern part, there's a church in the basement of Camp Searchlight. There are the holy frag grenades. Uh, and there's a box that says, pull the pin and count to five crossed out three. And this is a reference again to the holy hand grenades of uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, a movie which I only thought had one funny joke. Not that it matters, just thrown in my two cents. In more references to Monty Python from Monty Python's Life of Brian, at Cottonwood Cove you could find Roman Itus Dominus, uh, which is graffiti found on the wall, which is supposed to say Romans go home, but instead he wrote, people called Romans, they go the house. He is then corrected. He is then corrected by John Cleese's character, who forces him to write the correct version a hundred times on the wall. In a reference to CSI Miami, uh, this one is just called Caruso Sucks as an Investigator. In a reference to CSI Miami, the TV show, Horatio Kane played a detective named David Caruso. When looking for the reporter in one of the rooms during the Beyond the Beef quest inside of the alt Trelux, you'll find a dead corpse, which I think is redundant, but you'll find a corpse of a man named Caruso who has a bit of red hair and sunglasses and a business suit. If you don't have the Wild Wasteland perk, his name is Jay Barnes. The One. Slightly northwest of the Devil's Throat is a large unexploded bomb known as The One. This one isn't really like a direct reference to anything. It's just The One is a nuke that's unexploded. There are There is a super mutant encampment in very close vicinity of the bomb. Usually there are four or five super mutants. All right, this one I'm reading like in full off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will, uh, because I've come across this one so many times and I still don't understand what it is. 
During the Barton the Think quest, Barton Thorne instructs the player to investigate an overlook south of Good Springs. There is a dead prospector up there named Johnny, wearing glasses, with a glass picture next to him and five aces on the table. On the cliff are four balls in a line. Without the Wild Wasteland perk, a generic dead prospector will be there instead of this Johnny fella. And again, this is Johnny five aces. This is a reference to the failed game project Zborn, Z-Y Born, Zborn Clock, more specifically to one of its characters, Johnny Five Aces, as well as a metaphorical explanation of time travel, including four balls placed on the edge of a cliff initially announced on Something Awful forums. This project featured questionable artwork of somewhat convoluted plot material and eventually became a forum inside joke. The line formed by the four balls besides Johnny is actually a sign pointing to the exact direction of the Death Trap Fridge. The one that Indy's in. From there... Sometimes Johnny may not be present, in which case he likely fell off the cliff and may be found below it. So you're telling me there's a something awful reference in here and I feel like I still don't understand it and there's not a Chris Chan joke? Like you couldn't just have one fat dude in glasses going, I'm a workout out of it. Of a classic that I didn't even realize was from the movie Aliens and a reference to Bill Paxton's character uh, in the movie Aliens during the Hoover Dam, the final battle for Hoover Dam if you listen to the NCR emergency radio, you can hear, they're coming out of the walls, man. They're coming out of the damn walls. And, and as well as, game over, man. Game over. During the quest of King's Gambit, you can go talk to Ambassador Crocker and start talking about Pacer, telling him that Pacer has a heart condition and is also addicted to Jet. If you tell him this, there's a wild, wild wasteland uh, perk activates and goes, damn it, I'm an ambassador, not a doctor. You have to find some other way, which is from Star Trek, which as someone who's like never seen anything Star Trek, I know that's a Star Trek reference. The phrase is a pre-mutation of the phrase, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not an insert profession here. <laughs> Who, uh, McC McCoy says that in Star Trek. If the courier w warns Motor Runner that he's there to kill him, Motor Runner will refer to his dogs as Bone Nash and Nash Bone as Donning and Marie, everybody's favorite Mormons. And then they'll engage in combat. There was a script that it was supposed to change their names in combat as they attack you, but it's never used. Is a reference to the 1976 TV series, Donnie and Marie. The Pimp Boy 3 billion? I guess technically, yeah. You go to make a Ralph. You ask if there's anything special. You do a quest for him. Some fun music plays and your Pimp Boy's gold with diamonds. It's like, how do you not get it? So Mr. New Vegas actually has a couple of lines of dialogue dependent on whether or not you have the Wild Wasteland perk. One of them is, you know, I tried to measure my charisma on a Vitomatic Vigor Tester once. The machine burst into flames. Stay classy, New Vegas, which is a reference to uh, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, movie that absolutely exists. And Mojave, Mo Problems, am I right? Which is a reference to the Notorious B.I.G. song, Mo Money, Mo Problems. In a reference to the Daleks from Doctor Who, if you have the Wild Wasteland perk, if you are trespassing inside a free side, the Securitrons may, that are guarding the North Gate may repeatedly shout out, EXTERMINATE! Another reference to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. If your reputation in Freeside is either hated or vilified, some Freeside locals might scream, Witch! Witch! You should be burned for all the people you've turned into newts! And this line is actually never said in normal gameplay because the condition checking whether the player has Wild Wasteland or not is accidentally set to check the local speaking the line has it. 
and they never will. If you have Cass and you're in Freeside and one of the King's members see you, they, they, they can hit on Cass. And one of them wolf whistles at, at her, and her response is, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Without the Wild Wasteland perk, she says, Some, someone's asking for a boot in their fuse box. But again, because of this game being glitched in every capacity, this does not trigger. But this is a reference to the Elvis song that was originally a Big Mama Thornton uh, song that was later covered by Elvis. In Dead Money, one of my favorites, just because I am a big fan of Sesame Street as a 26-year-old, the companion dog and or god will say, om nom 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 nom, whenever eating ghost people, which is a reference to Cookie Monster saying, om nom 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 nom. Dean Domino, after he kills a ghost person, will say, he's not dead. It's a trick. Get an axe. Doesn't say what that's a reference to, though. In the wine cellar near the bell tower from which the gala event is triggered, the phrase, I am not your mummy, is scrawled on the center pillar. It's a reference to the 2005 Doctor Who episode, The Empty Child, where Blitz-era London is infected by a technological plague resulting in humans being transformed, transformed into being permanently fused with gas masks, not unlike the ghost people. In Honest Hearts, there's two bears high-fiving. One of the dead horses, named Two Bears High-Fiving, will rush out of the angel cave and pump their fist in the air. This is a reference to uh, one of the... Uh, Rorschach test that Doc Mitchell gives you looking like two bears high-fiving. It was modern in the game, became a thing, and then they put him in the game. Take drugs, kill a bear. When you speak to White Bird during the rite of passage, she will shout, take drugs, kill a bear, and then gives you the quest objective. I'm going to pronounce a lot of these things wrong in here. In the, this is the walking eye, in the mega... Trodrolics Complex. Four robots are named the Walking Eyes and can be seen throughout the building. This is a reference to Adult Swim's Venture Brothers. The man uh, who, who is Dr. O or Dr. Zero actually voices the Dr. Venture from Venture Brothers and will yell out, Attention Lobotomites! Do not neglect to wash the Walking Eye! Behind Dr. Boris's house in the Higgs Village, there is a dog house with a tiny little death claw named Stripe. Inside the... X7A left field artillery launch, the courier will hear a garbled intercom message that ends with, and then they exploded and died, which apparently is one. I don't know what the reference is there. In the X8 Research Center, if you go through all of the high school testing facilities, you'll find five police dogs sitting around a table playing poker. In the X8 Research Facility inside the high school testing, there is Wolverines spelled out, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to Red Dawn, but I'm not sure. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go, reference to the classic 30s Disney film animation animated picture of Snow White. At the construction site, there are seven intact garden gnomes positioned around a large red crystal with pickaxes and lanterns. Hey, who turned out the lights? At multiple locations, including the X-12 Research Center and the Z-43 Innovative Toxin Plants, it is possible to hear a trauma override harness say, hey, who turned out the lights? This is a reference to the Doctor Who villain called Nasha Verdad. Northeast of the Big Mountain West Tunnel is a New Jersey license plate that says Rocket 88. Why is New Jersey in the game? Plan 9, when speaking to Dr. Mobius, he will mention implementing a Plan 9 without the trait. He says Plan C. Plan 9 is Plan 9 from outer space. Kilroy was here. There's actually, when I was in DC, there's like a hidden Kilroy in one of the monuments. It's just there. As one exits the think tank or the sink, turn left 
and follow the dome wall and you will see Kilroy is here, the famous graffiti that goes all the way back to World War II. Lonesome Roads, probably best one of Seymour, a reference to the Futurama episode that I think still makes people cry or they pretend like it makes them cry. In the Cave of Abandon, on the right-hand side will be the Petrified Dog, a reference to Seymour from Futurama. North Rar. When crafting the Fist of the Rar, it will be renamed to Fist of the North Rar, which is Fist of the North Star. A movie that I've still never seen. The password to the terminal, the Third Street Municipal Building, is Guest. Try Guest. Uh, during the credits, there is significantly change of the Wild Wasteland. Most names will carry rather silly nicknames, almost kind of like the Treehouse of Horror episodes from The Simpsons. Most names will carry a rather silly nickname, and other nonsense messages from the developers are injected semi-randomly. This is a holdover from the development comment credits from the first two Fallout games. Also, most instances of the name Dead Money are replaced with Dead Monkey. The wacky credits can be read without the perk in the game's files. You can take the Wild Wasteland perk at the sink, which is an augment that you can go back and do everything except for switching out the alien blaster for the Gauss rifle. If you get it removed, though, because you can also have the perk removed, you have the trait removed, it leaves everything, like Johnny Five Aces or whatever his name is, is still going to be there. That's about everything I have on uh, Wild Wasteland. I think that's the first time I've ever been able to do lore on perks. That's really all I got to say. It was fun. I hope behind me is something. I hope you guys like it. I love you. That's lore. I'm in pain, guys. My chest is really hurting after that. Fuck, sorry. I know it doesn't seem like a lot. I gotta take a knee for a second. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but... Damn, the Democrats got me. Shit. I can't breathe, man. Can't breathe. I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys don't have COVID. I hope the, the end of the year is going well for you. I'm sorry that it's that this is the way it is. I'm just having a really hard time breathing. I have something I have to record tomorrow that's rather special, and I hope this doesn't happen to me tomorrow, but I don't believe I'm going to be talking as much, if that makes any sense. Thank you for staying with me as long as you did. Thank you for sticking through the program. The intro music is by the one and only Shane Ivers, silvermansounds.com slash free music for his heaters. You can download the show anywhere. You can get a podcast. Listen to us on YouTube if you want to see me face. Link below to the Redbubble to my Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, the show's Twitter. Thank you to the Patreon. I love you. I will see you guys next week with something special. The next few weeks should be something a little fun, a little different, a little sassy, a little classy. I hope you guys are well. I love you very much. Be good to one another. Take care. I love you. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.